And now, live from Level 5 Productions on the island of Milleronia, it's The Larry Miller Show! Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, and everyone who just loves leftovers. Hi, folks, and welcome back to The Larry Miller Show. I'm Larry Miller, but in a way, aren't we all? And boy, oh boy, well, we were all through Thanksgiving. It's a week ago, but I'll tell you what. There's so much to say, and uh, I'm so happy now, and I'm happy, by the way, to be back on Milleronia. And so is Colonel Jeff. Well, we love it here. And uh, I love it here. First of all, it's mine. And I have uh, built it. And oof, took a lot of money. Never mind where I got it. And it's it's great to have your own island. I can't say that enough. To all of you out there, get an island. And, you know, get get a whole staff of tough guys to guard it for you in those one-piece zip-up you know, tough guy outfits with the with the big V on it somehow. That stands for tough. I don't know why, but I like it here. And, uh, oh, boy, I like the people. I like everything. It's a great place to have a holiday. And, uh, of course, the music always makes me feel wonderful, as you know. That was the Ricky J Orchestra and the Helen Mack Dancers featuring boy tenor Brad Simpson asking the musical question, When garbage men play basketball, is there a lot of trash talk? That's a good joke, Brad. First of all, Jeff and I both dug it, and that's pretty good. Well done for Brad Simpson. When garbage men play basketball, is there a lot of trash talk? And let me just tell you straight out, Yes, there is. It's more than you could take, more than I could take, more than Colonel Jeff could take, more than anyone could take. Because, as you pointed out, yeah, that's that's their business anyway. They're garbage men. They, they haul things away. And uh, God bless them because they, you know, we don't want those things hanging around. I mean, I've, run, I've been through, I remember one of the garbage strikes in New York City when I was living there. And I'll tell you what. That's not okay to you leave your apartment building and just just walk out onto the street and there are things piled up. There are little, little ways, little tunnel lines just to get down the sidewalk in between, well, the garbage. So at any rate, though, when garbage men play basketball, there's a lot of trash talk, tons of it, an overwhelming amount of it. In fact, I might even say bags of it. Good one, Brad. That's a good question and a funny one. And you know what? Yes, it was important to have Ricky Jay lead the orchestra. He just passed away a few days ago. And, oh, you know him. And if you don't know him right off the bat, you really should. One of the greatest and deepest, most mystical magicians ever to work and study. And, oh, and he was so good. At everything, at sleight of hand, at, oh my God, he's just great. And a great actor. 
You've seen him in many movies, and I worked with him a couple of times. I just, and everything you might have heard show business people saying about him is true. He's a terrific guy and a joy to be with and to hang around, completely trustworthy in every way. And you know what? I bet you he's uh, doing a nice sleight of hand bit for God right now. And uh, God, as you probably know, not the guy, not the kind of guy you want to fool a lot. And uh, although I bet, I bet God loves good magic. Well, he has it now with Ricky J. Thanks, pal. And uh, Helen Mack, I mentioned, and she'll come up a little later because uh, she was a great actress, and uh, it was a joy to just mention her. And I'm not going to tell you any more till. It has its place. So you know what? It's a good start, and I'm going to have a great show, and I'm going to really enjoy it. And by the Larry Miller Store, the new and amazing Larry Miller Store, and the old and amazing Larry Miller Store. I know it's easy to be amazed because it's mine, but it's true. This is for the Larry Miller Store. We have so many good things for you to get. We have three T-shirt designs, and by the way, they're available for gentlemen, ladies, and uh, even guys and women, I guess, you know, and that's right, the, you know, big, tough bear guys and tarts, and uh, but we really have good stuff. So what, what you do is go on the Get On The Store link on our website. That's the way to get to everything, I really believe, is our website, which, as you know, is Larry Miller Podcast dot com. Who's on the mountain? Tom Mix. <laughs> I love that little. <laughs> and you know what? They'll do that. Go on. I'm sure you can get there a thousand different ways. You could go on, you know, your computer, do anything. But go on our website and Larry Miller Podcast dot com. And, you know, click on to the store, the Larry Miller store. It's right there. And, boy, we have those great T-shirts. Keep Calm and Larry On is one of my favorites. And uh, I survived, uh, I'm sorry, I survived Volcano Number 2, and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. That's fun, too, to me. And the third one is the new one, the Bat Larry design. And, uh, well, I can promise you, you know, you'll meet the most beautiful women in the world when you put these on. That goes for guys and women, too, and little doggies. Now, I'm married, so it doesn't matter to me. I'm out of the game, but I still advise. I still advise some of the younger players. In any case, though, we have some great stuff. And go there. Go to the Larry Miller store. And uh, I think you'll make yourselves happy. You'll certainly make us happy because every dollar helps here and helps us keep the old leg lamp lit. So thanks in advance, folks. Thank you to everyone who's already done that. Thank you very much. And that brings me to my favorite part of the show, the joke of the week. I love this. I love passing on jokes. I love keeping jokes alive, which is part of what this is. You know what? Some of these jokes I, I enjoy are pretty old. As, uh, boy, uh, one year younger than God, as my mom used to say. And you know what, though? This is a good one. Uh, 
priest comes into the church where he officiates, it's his church, and he sees it's empty. There's no service yet. And uh, he up from the front are three altar boys standing there, and they're all crying. And he comes over and says, boys, boys, hold on here now. Don't do this. He walks up to the first one and says, why are you crying? And the the boy says, Father, I'm sorry. I, well, I when when no one was looking, I just took twenty dollars out of the donation box, and I'm 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 so sorry. And the priest says, uh, All right, here's what you're going to do: put the twenty dollars back in the box for donations, and drink some of the holy water, and you'll be forgiven. And the boy stops crying. And he goes and does that. And then he goes, the priest walks up to the second boy and says, why are you crying? And, and he says, well, Father, I'm sorry. I, I stole $50 from the the donation box. And I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. And the priest says, all right, now listen to me. Calm down. You're going to take the $50, put it back in the box, and then you go drink some holy water. And you'll feel better and you'll be forgiven. And the boy stops crying, too, and he does that, and he goes over and does that, and then the priest walks up to the third one and says, All right, now, how much did you steal from the donation box? And the boy says, I didn't, Father, I didn't. I, I swear I didn't. I, I, I didn't do, do, do what they did. And the priest says, All right, calm down now. And then what, you, what did you do to get so upset? And the, and, and, and the boy says, Well, when no one was looking, I peed in the holy water. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hope you like that. The Colonel and I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> and that brings me to my second favorite part of the show The Poetry Corner. And this is a this is a wonderful poem called Winter by William Shakespeare. And let me just say in advance, you know, anything with that man's name on it is worth your while, is worth part of your time and your heart, and you should always give them. Winter by William Shakespeare. When icicles hang by the wall, and Dick the shepherd blows his nail. And Tom bears logs into the hall, and milk comes frozen home in pail. When blood is nipped and ways be foul, then nightly sings the staring owl. To who, to wit, to who, a merry note, while greasy Joan doth keel the pot. When all aloud the wind doth blow, And coughing drowns the parson's saw, And birds sit brooding in the snow, And Marion's nose looks red and raw, When roasted crabs hiss in the bowl, Then nightly sings the staring owl, To who, to wit, to who, a merry note, while greasy Joan doth keel the pot. Isn't that lovely? And 
You know, folks, that's one of those poems, well, you've got to go with William Shakespeare for crying out loud, but just the names on that. And Dick the Shepherd and Tom bearing logs into the hall. And it, it describes winter and milk coming home in a pail because that's how you got it. And it was frozen on the way. Wow. And and Greasy Joan keels the pot, stirring with something good to eat. Well, it just it feels like winter to me in 16th century England. So uh, thank you, William. Boy, I was going to say, please keep them coming, but maybe you already are. And that brings me to my third favorite part of the show. MMM, the magic movie moment. I love that song, and I love that note at the end. And, uh, you know, this is a great movie, folks. It's called His Girl Friday, and it was made in 1940, directed by Howard Hawks, the great Howard Hawks, starring Cary Grant, Rosalind Russell, Ralph Bellamy, Abner Biberman, Billy Gilbert, Clarence Kolb, Gene Lockhart, and so many others. There's a great big cast in this. And uh, and I've worked with one of them, with Ralph Bellamy, who was also in Pretty Woman. He was always great. And folks, if if you haven't seen it, see it. It's a wonderful movie. And His Girl Friday. And to see the love story they make. And uh, oh boy, oh boy. And it's it's dramatic. And it hurts. It tugs at your heart. And it's fun along the way and funny. And that's why I mentioned Helen Mack before. Because she was wonderful in this. She plays a prostitute named Maggie Malone. And she really does a great job. And I mentioned some of the names, like Abner Biberman, a great actor. And, oh, if you've seen the movie Gunga Din with, well, with Cary Grant again. And Abner Biberman was so good in that. And in this, he's terrific. He plays, well, we, you know, one of Cary Grant's uh, hired hands. And he's obviously kind of a Chicago gangster type. And he does such a great job. I love you too, boss. I like you too, boss. But he's great. And what a wonderful actor. And the great Billy Gilbert. You may not know the name, but whew, you'll know the work. See this movie. Billy Gilbert is a great character actor, and he plays Joe Pettibone, who comes with a reprieve from the governor for the prisoner. And he comes into the office of the mayor. Clarence Kolb plays the mayor. And he is as corrupt as is possible. And uh, there's there's fun watching him do that, though. And Gene Lockhart plays Sheriff Hartwell, who's sort of in it with the mayor. And uh, he's up or down, depending on the mayor's mood. But Billy Gilbert is so good. And the magic movie moment for me was that first scene when he arrives. And he says, excuse me, and he's got the, the reprieve in his hand. And he's... Uh, the way he acts that character is so good. And the, well, the mayor and the sheriff don't want this to happen. They need that reprieve to go away. They want this man executed. And they want, because there's an election for both of them coming up. And it's, 
it's really dirty, but but fun to watch. And wow. And then Billy Gilbert says they try to say him, uh, why don't you go to this place, you know, first here, you know, spend a couple of days here, relax. And now that you're here and just, just relax. Well, I, I was told I've got to give this to you. No, 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 wait first. Hold on to that. And just, uh, here, go, go here. And the mayor gives him the business card of, uh, well, what we know is a house of ill repute and they don't say it out, you know, in that way, but you just know it. And, um, Madam, just Madam so-and-so's house of blue lights. She's terrific. She really runs a great place. And uh, mention my name. Tell her I sent you there. And spend two days. And Billy is just, oh, I don't, I don't know. Oh, you shouldn't be at a place like that. I'm, I'm married, you know. And then he shows him his wife's picture. And uh, <laughs> and the mayor says, uh, fine. She's a fine, a fine looking woman. And Billy Gilbert says, well, she's good enough for me. And it's just, it's all terrific. And a great note, by the way, that really relates to the plot. It it moves and solves and just is, is a great moment in the plot of the movie. And the way Billy does it and in the scene later where it comes to the fore. Folks, it's a terrific part of a terrific movie. And uh, there's nothing better. Okay, I'm a character actor too, but there's nothing better to me and seeing wonderful character actors be really good in their parts. Billy Billy Gilbert sure was. And uh, this movie is His Girl Friday, made in 1940, with the greatest cast in history, and directed by, oh, Howard Hawks, what a director. See it, folks. You won't be sorry you did. And what do you want for a great memory, by the way? And the reason I ask is because... uh, You've heard of the 12 days of Christmas? All right. Well, I had 12 Thanksgiving meals of leftovers. And I'll tell you how. I decided I'm I'm not as smart as I used to be, and maybe you're not either. With leftovers, we had the greatest Thanksgiving. My wife, God bless her, she's a great cook, and she cooked up a storm. There were uh, seven of us. And, uh, well, one of my sons, uh, who's uh, the Marine, he's on duty and deployed, and he couldn't make it back. And uh, our other son came in from college, and, oh, we were just thrilled to see him. I could just stare at him all the time. And my wife made a great Thanksgiving, and her sister was staying with us. Well, we had, I mean, she made a great turkey, a really fabulous turkey, a huge bird that she knew just the right way to cook and then had all those side dishes two different kinds of stuffing and uh brussels sprouts uh you know as a, as a vegetable there now by the way between you and me i don't know why we need vegetables on thanksgiving i mean i just i know i know you know and i know yeah they're good for you okay well but on thanksgiving that's not why you're there on thanksgiving you really don't need that. Plus some green beans. You know, okay, but we have those all the time. But so at any rate, she made a oh, so many good things. And by the way, her sister Helen makes a thing, and she made it this year again, of peppers, gold and red peppers with chunks of garlic in a kind of oil. And the peppers are soft. And I'm telling you, this is so good, it'll it'll blow your socks off. And uh, our older boy, 
uh, who's on duty now, and I love these things. I mean, we go berserk. I could have, I have to stop myself during the appetizer t- t- part of the of the evening of Thanksgiving, where it's all on the counter there, and with some stools around it, and she really set it up nicely in this hunks of this and cheese of she likes cheese with foreign names and that's fine with me i mean i you know it didn't always have to be american cheese and swiss cheese with me although that's such a solid place to start let's be honest but and i sat there with uh, aunt helen's pepper thing that's as close as i can get to a name and i would uh, i put a serving spoon in it and uh, would just drip it down onto uh, with hunks of thing on it onto a cracker and pop that in. I could have sat there the whole time till next Thanksgiving. And that's not good for you, by the way. You can you can explode from that. But after about eight or nine of them, I said, you know, I, I got to stop. I got to stop. This is crazy. The point is we had a wonderful Thanksgiving and we had plenty of wonderful food and we were very thankful to be together and to still be alive. And it really means something well when you mean it when you say it. Because it's that's Thanksgiving Day, you know, is when we well, you should look up and say, you know what, thank you for be, bringing us all back and bringing us here and bringing us together. And that was great. And by the way, we didn't we didn't have too much. That was one of the few Thanksgivings where no one had to sit on the couch in the living room and undo the top button on the pants. And uh no one had to. No one had to really, you know, just make sounds and oh boy, that was good. Uh, no one, and we had the. It ended and we had the our two friends left. Oh, that was about nine thirty, I guess, quarter to ten. It was a terrific Thanksgiving, and not too much of anything, and it was all delicious. And then, the next day which was, of course, Friday morning. And I got up first. Everyone else was still sleeping. And they should be. That's great. And uh, the doggies, well, one of them came out. And that's uh, my favorite guy, Ozzy. I love him. And uh, he came out and I made myself while I took some medicine I'm taking. And I, and that's, well, that's important. And then I made myself a good, healthy breakfast. Two poached eggs and... Well, half a piece of toast and then uh, a glass of skim milk. And that that's a good, healthy meal. And then each time, of course, when I opened the refrigerator, I saw all the leftovers in there, and they're really well-wrapped. I mean, my wife, again, boy, she she really wrapped it up well, some in tinfoil, the whole bird in tinfoil in the, the the carcass that she was going to make in a couple of days for a big turkey soup and oh everything you know all the pieces of turkey and and uh, two drumsticks and uh, oh and sliced white meat dark meat and just in different plastic cases and and Helen's peppers in its own plastic case i mean every single thing and the two different kinds of stuffing in two different plastic cases and I knew, though, this is the key. I knew. I smiled, thinking, well, I've just had my healthy breakfast. And I had plenty of that last night. And you know what? I don't have to be a prisoner of it. Sound familiar? 
You don't need to be a prisoner of it either, do you? And I wasn't going to be a prisoner. And I, I looked at it all sitting there on different shelves, three different shelves. And I said, uh, you know what? Maybe tonight we'll heat some up. And, uh, well, our son and my wife and I and her sister, well, maybe we'll have our own little day after meal on leftovers. And even as I said that, folks, you know, and the colonel understood this, uh, that once you look at the food, once you look at the leftovers, you're dead. You're trapped. You're, you're a prisoner already. Once you're looking at it, you're gone. And that's what happened to me. I said, I don't need it, and I don't want it. But it's sitting right there. Maybe, what does this one look like, I wondered, the day after? Let me just see in the foil there and just open it up. Oh, look at that. It's a thing with stuffing. and just I was gone. I was dead. I had just had my breakfast, and now I took out for not every case, four or five different cases at 7.45 in the morning and didn't heat them up. Just put, well, one of the turkey drumsticks on the plate. And I wasn't planning, I'm not going to eat the whole thing, but took that and then spooned some stuffing out next to it, spooned some of those peppers out next to that, and even put a couple of Brussels sprouts on it and then Four or five more things. There were so many things in there. And I sat down again with the paper and read the same paper I just already read. And I started just, well, it took a bite to say that's pretty good. And I ate the whole thing. I ate another Thanksgiving meal at a quarter to eight in the morning, the day after Thanksgiving, after having a healthy breakfast. This is This is crazy. And I did it, and I didn't feel bad. I mean, I didn't, oh, boy, now i got to unbuckle the pants. No, I just I sat there, went through it, and I said, boy, oh, boy, that was good. All right, I went a little crazy. So what? And, you know, I don't have to do that today, tomorrow, the next day. That's enough. And then, of course, I went downstairs to do some writing, write some comedy. And uh, at around noon or 1, I uh, thought, well, it was time for a little lunch, a little bite of lunch. And I, well, walked upstairs again. And in the pantry, we had some cans of tuna. And I opened a can of tuna and just, uh, well, chopped it up nicely and put in mayonnaise, which I, which I like. And and then we had some, uh, well, a couple of rolls that were perfect for a tuna sandwich and lettuce. And, you know, and I had so I had one of those. And then as I put the mayonnaise back in the refrigerator... I saw the food again. I saw the Thanksgiving leftovers. The food again. And I didn't even know the lesson then. I, I didn't take it to heart of, don't look at it. Once you look at it, you've surrendered. You're dead just by looking at it. And not the same things I had before, but there were another five, six cases of things that I hadn't even had for breakfast. And now, sure enough, I, well... I wonder what's in that one. I just let me just take a look because, and once you get, you're dead. What are you doing? And I did. I opened the other five cases, and oh, it was great. It was terrific. It was the second plate of stuffing, and the second the nun who said, "Oh, what the heck?" And I put more peppers on there, and I had for lunch after a tuna salad sandwich on a roll, 
I had another Thanksgiving dinner at 1.15 the day after Thanksgiving. And the same thing. Now I walk downstairs again, not fast, by the way, and I took a big bottle of cold water down there with me and did the only smart thing I could do. Fell asleep cold right in front of the computer because after that much stuff and stuff, and come on, I just I started to write something, and then I just, well, let me just uh, let my head rest on my chest here for a second. And out cold. Cold. And then, all right, two, three hours later, I'd written something or other, probably about food, and I went out, you know, outside and took a, you know, it's going to take a walk. And uh, no, it's a better time for, well, another nap. So I went upstairs and, you know, into the bedroom there. My wife was doing some of her work in bed with papers laid out and the laptop on her lap and all sorts of things. And she looked at me and said, what are you doing? Did you Have you been just attacking all the leftovers? And I just, and she kind of knew that because I had crumbs and pie sauce all over my face. I looked like an escaped prisoner who didn't get very far. And folks, I decided, this is crazy. This is just stupid. And I'm not going to do that again. And for dinner, well, we all heated up some more of the stuff. We made it more like a meal. The same stuff. The same Thanksgiving stuff. And I didn't have a a ton of it, but because at that point, who could eat anything? I wasn't I wasn't that full after the actual Thanksgiving, but the leftover day was killing me. And then the next day, so I woke up, all right, that's that. And I woke up the next day on Saturday and did the same thing, took my medicine and uh, made, uh, this time, one poached egg and a half a piece of toast and a glass of skim milk. And I did that same thing. I looked at the food again and the wrappers and the, the how much is there? How much is there that's still left? How can I do this? And I, oh, let me take the carcass out and just pick at it. You pick at everything. That carcass should pick at you. And you know what, though? I did. I had another Saturday morning at 10 to 8. I had another Thanksgiving dinner after my poached egg. And folks, the same thing for lunch, the same thing for dinner. And on Sunday was the day my wife was going to make big turkey soup, a giant pot, and a really, really big pot that's only for holiday soups. And she cooked it all, all the, oh, the whole day, all the vegetables. And, the, and I, it, made it, it was delicious the way she made it. So many vegetables, carrots, peas, celery, onions, and m- mushrooms, and rice and in a turkey sauce broth and turkey stock. And then, of course, she had saved, you know, uh, had put aside a bunch of the uh, turkey pieces that she had already picked by hand in picked apart to go into the soup. And just as she was doing that, you know, coming up to dinner time on Sunday, she realized those were gone because someone had eaten them. Want to guess? And she was upset and and sad. Well, that's what she saw me making this whole soup over the whole day. And 
and then letting it sit in the stock, and then didn't you think you should have asked? And she, I, she was right. I should have asked. But you know what, folks? It's gone now. So let's, next Thanksgiving, maybe all of us, starting with me, will learn the lesson. Stop it. Leave it alone. Enjoy the Thanksgiving and say thank you for bringing us all here and forget about the leftovers. Just have a poached egg and smile at yourself in the mirror. I know that and you know it. That Homer is Homer and Pluto is a planet. And remember, folks, as always, if you walked out of bed today and had a job to go to and a home to come back to and someone there who cares about you, folks, the game's over and you've won. Leftovers or not, be well, and we'll see you here next time.